0: Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to Deep Water. Uh, I'd like to discuss this week um, something that. Is one of the biggest issues in the world and it's in it's one of the biggest issues in almost every single person's life in the world including mine including hopes my children my clients probably you and that's habits and addictions okay um 70 percent according to the latest research, 70% of everyone has a habit or addiction that leads to premature death. Wow. You ever thought about that? Seven out of ten, seven out of ten people have a habit or addiction that leads to premature death. Okay? That could be Alcohol, it could be smoking, it could be, you know, not exercising, it could be eating unhealthy, but it could also be anger, uh, irritation, stress, seek pleasure, avoid pain, which suppresses your immune system. Uh, Dr. Thomas Paris at Boston University was in charge of the longest, biggest study ever done on people who live to be over 100 years old. And it was thousands of people over about 70 years all over the world. They were, seeing, they were trying to find, is there a common theme? Is there a, a common thread that runs through people who live long and healthy and, and very often happy too? Those often go together. Well, they found one common thread. What was it? Those people didn't worry okay, um, they took life as it comes, they rolled with the punches, okay, they were not stressed. Uh, the, just recently, in the last few years, the person who has lived the longest in modern history died, and she was a lady in France, 130 or so years old. Alright? The amazing thing, yeah, it's amazing she lived to be 130, but the amazing thing is that she had been a chain smoker for decades, and every week, if I'm remembering correctly, she ate three pounds of chocolate. So, as far as exercise, lifestyle, stuff like that, Man, she should have been one of the ones that died early. But she didn't. She, she lives to be 130. Why? Well, the people that knew her said, from what I read, she didn't worry. No matter what happened, it's just like, it doesn't matter to her. She's just always even keel, positive, smile on her face, rolls with the punches, okay? Um, but 70% of people have a habit that leads to death, premature death, all right? Well, what am I trying to say? Well, I believe that the non-physical is more important than the physical. So this lady was a chain smoker, ate poorly, I don't think exercised at all, but yet is happy and healthy to 130 where someone who exercises and eats well, drinks lots of water, all that, but if they're stressed, the very first thing stress does is suppress the immune system, so now premature death. Okay? So to me, this comes much more from internal habits, thoughts, feelings, emotions, the heart, than it does from the external factors. But, Both of those together, 70% of people have habit or addiction, whether physical or non-physical, that leads to premature death. Um, 41% said that the people that they can see no bad habits or addictions in are role models. 41% the role models are the people who don't have negative habits or addictions. But wait a minute, that's only 41%. What about the 59% that does not see them as role models? That seems unusual, doesn't it? They look at people who don't have any habits or addictions, at least obviously, but they do not consider them role models. Why? They either think they're hiding their habits and addictions, Because everybody's got something right and they're hiding some of theirs, probably. Or that is just such a boring life to, uh, you know, to never do anything they would consider negative or bad. That's boring. It's no fun. All right? So they don't consider them role models because they've chosen the wrong way. These people are saying, I'd rather have fun and have a bad habit or and have a habit or addiction then not have a habit or addiction and not have fun well ladies and gentlemen that is textbook seek pleasure and avoid pain so it makes sense that if they would choose that that 70% of them are going to have a premature death it, it, and if you uh, and one study that came out a few years ago and I may have referenced this already in deep water Uh, It was on the front page of USA Today that I picked up a few years ago in an airport. Um, A very well done study out of Denmark over decades and thousands of people found that people who had conflicted relationships were 300% more likely to have a premature illness or disease and die prematurely than those who did not. So, in other words, those 59% are saying they would choose a habit or addiction as long as they can have fun with it. All right? Okay. Well, that, <laughs> that's Seek Pleasure, Avoid Pain 101, which we've been talking about for a long, long time is where stress primarily comes from. So it's not a surprise to me that 70% would have a premature death and it also confirms from that study about relationships which if you turn upside down if you have harmonious and warm relationships you have a 300 percent greater chance to live to old age happy and healthy which also corresponds to these same figures all right um 50 of all people every single year, say they're going to change a habit or addiction. Only 8% ever succeed. Okay? Um, And here's the secret to me. According to another study, 40% of all of our actions come from unconscious habits or addictions. Meaning it's a habit or addiction, but we don't know it is. Okay? Now, outside of of the negative habits that lead to death, there are positive habits. Brushing your teeth, washing, you know, exercising, things like that. All right? But 40% of all actions come from unconscious habits or addictions, meaning they are negative. But we, but the definition of unconscious is we don't know we have them. According to Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford, the number's not 40%, it's 90%. 90% of the time, the thing that's holding you back is in your subconscious, unconscious, and leads to a negative habit or addiction that you keep repeating, and really fulfilling the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. According to the Center for Disease Control, a study in 2000, 50% of all deaths, all deaths, come from a negative habit or addiction. 50%, 10% of the entire population of the United States has at least one addiction. Not just a habit, but an addiction. And there is a 1% recovery rate, a ninety-nine percent relapse rate. And that's with that's with um AA, inpatient, outpatient, doesn't matter, all of them. 99% recidivism or relapse rate. So ten percent of the entire population, only one percent ever recovers. That's that's Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of, of people worldwide, okay? And, and that's just addiction. 70%, not 10%, have a habit that leads to premature death. 10% an addiction that maybe even leads to a more premature death or a worse life until you die than the habit did that was a milder form of that. All right, so um, 40% of people when polled about their habits and addictions and what would be the most likely way to break that habit or addiction answered a near-death experience, which totally makes sense to me. And I believe that's true, but I believe there's another way, okay? Um, I had a client. Uh, I want to tell you about it real quick. I, I may have on deep water, I don't remember for sure, so I'll try to make it short. I apologize if uh, it's a repeat for some of you. But I had a client who was a chain smoker, about 65, 68 years old, had been a multiple-pack-a-day cigarette smoker for decades, all right? Uh, his wife wouldn't let him smoke in the house because she didn't want it, you know, getting all in the drapes and the carpet and everything else. So he would go out on the back porch and smoke, and it was okay, and his wife didn't like him doing that, but, you know, uh, they had kind of made peace with it, I guess. So now he starts feeling bad, goes into the doctor, doctor sends him to the hospital, they run all these tests. Long story short, they call him back when the tests come back, and the doctor tells him, I'm really sorry to tell you, but you have uh, last stage lung cancer, you have six months or less to live, there's nothing you can do about it there's no treatment we can do will um help it's terminal we'll do everything we can to keep you comfortable and out of pain but um six months is about the longest you have and it really doesn't matter if you smoke now or not it's already done and isn't going to change anything so just try to make the best of your next six months. So, obviously, he's devastated, uh, loves his wife, loves his children, loves his life, loves his grandchildren, who are kind of the apple of his eye, and he spends a lot of time with them. So, he's just devastated driving home. This is something he always knew might happen, believed there was a real good chance it would happen, but just couldn't stop himself from doing it. Okay? Okay? Uh, which I believe was coming from the unconscious, even though he didn't know what it was, because that's the definition. Most of us don't. All right, so he goes home. uh, He's all upset. He goes to the back porch to light up. Why not? Doctor even said it won't matter any now, and he needed some help before he talked to his wife about this because he's so upset so he goes on the back porch lights up and immediately starts throwing up which has never happened before goes back to the cigarette throws up more quits throwing up goes back to the cigarette throws up more he can't smoke anymore somehow, with the doctor telling him he's going to die, and him all the way home picturing himself in a coffin and and all of that sort of thing, something has changed in him, kind of like a near-death experience, and he can't smoke anymore. And he can't believe that. I mean, it's been decades, all right? That's never happened. Nothing close, all right? So... Okay, I've got to go through this six months, and I don't even have smoking to help me through it, but I guess I deserve that. Okay, so he goes on with his life. A month or six weeks later, he gets a phone call. It's the, it's the doctor's office calling him back in. He goes in. The doctor has him sit down, has an unusual look on his face. Uh, he's smiling a lot. He looks a little bit embarrassed. Anyway, he shares with him, I am so sorry. We are so sorry. But somehow your test results got mixed up with someone else's and you don't have lung cancer. In fact, you're as healthy as a horse. And you know what? If you've not had any adverse reaction in your lungs or anywhere else over all these decades, you're never going to. So you are one of the few people who can probably smoke without ever giving it a second thought now because if it hadn't gotten you by now, it's never going to. All right, so he's feeling awesome, headed home, got the music turned up, singing to it like he's a 20-year-old, gets home, his wife isn't home yet, so he goes straight to the back porch to light up, and maybe enjoy a cigarette more than he ever has because now there's no worry or guilt based on what the doctors just told him. If it hadn't gotten him now, it never will. So he can do it now, have his cake and eat it too, and just enjoy it. So he goes back there, lights up, throws up. Goes back to the cigarette, throws up. Goes back to the cigarette, throws up. He can't smoke anymore. There has been a unconscious change in him kind of like a near-death experience and his unconscious mind will not let him smoke anymore it's like a miracle i mean he would have loved that to happen 30 years ago and tried a hundred times to quit smoking never could now he's not trying to quit smoking and he's quit and, And by the way, he had no nicotine withdrawal whatsoever, zero. Never smoked again and never had any withdrawal, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the power of your mind and heart is capable of. The latest research says the capacity of our brain and nervous system and mind is at least 10 times what they used to think it was to at least one quadrillion bits. What does that mean? One quadrillion bits is the power and capacity of the entire internet. And that is what your brain, mind, nervous system, heart is capable of. That's, that's the little old lady lifting the car off the kid. Okay? Alright? Just a different manifestation. Instead of lifting something heavy, it's changing a belief internally that could never be changed, at least not with willpower. All right? So, that would be great if we could all engineer a near-death experience and be changed, but we can't, obviously. But here's what you can do. Number one, I believe you have to change the definition of a habit or addiction to it being who you are to it not being who you are and something that is just in you like a piece of lint or dirt on the floor is in the house, but that lint or dirt is not the house. It's in the house, but it's not the house. The habit or addiction is in you, but it is not you, okay? I, I love AA and NA and and our, all that kind of stuff. I think they have done so much good in the world. I've had so many people I've worked with who have been greatly benefited by AA. Uh, I think uh, their 12 steps are really good, and it's a wonderful organization, and all of that, all of that. The one beef I have with them, the one big one, is saying, Hi, my name is Alex, and I'm an alcoholic. Or I'm a drug addict, or I'm a sex addict, or I'm a whatever it is. Okay? That's my beef. Because when you say that, what you're saying is, that's my identity. That the identity of Alex Lloyd is alcoholic. Well, that means you've taken ownership of it, and it does become you, in a way, based on that belief. Everything goes through the door of belief. So if you believe that's your identity, it starts performing like your identity. And pushing your stress button and turning your immune system off. And here comes premature death and illness and 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 all that sort of thing. Alright? So the first thing is to switch that from no, there is no hat there's no negative habit or addiction that's who I am. It may be in me, but it is not me. And if I can, you know, get the the mop or the or the sweeper, um, I'm going to get that dirt up and get it in the garbage out of my house. I'm going to get that addiction and habit out of my house, out of my body and mind and life. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, um, by interventions, uh, some tools that we have that you can use that... We'll bring those things down. We'll change the negative energy to positive. Can change anger to patience. Can change sadness to joy, etc. Okay? But also, you've got to keep confirming the truth that that habit or addiction is not me. It's in me, but it's not me. And I'm in the process of getting it out of my house and my life. All right. Well, one way to do that, that I've found after... A lot of trial and error and research and testing is identifying that habit or addiction as three separate things rather than one thing instead of addiction to alcohol or addiction to pornography or addiction to food or addiction to reading or addiction to TV or habits of those things or or whatever it is okay that is not me i do not take ownership of it it's in me but not me so i'm gonna pray without ceasing i'm gonna use the tools and i'm gonna address this for healing purposes as three different things number one the thing itself so if that's alcohol then the the thing is alcohol okay whether that's whiskey or beer or whatever, if it's cigarettes, then it's cool cigarettes or camels or Marlboro or whatever. So the thing itself, number two, address it as a habit or addiction. Not part of your identity, not who you are, but as, as a thing that's in you like dirt on the floor that we call a habit or addiction. It's a set of beliefs, thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that are negative instead of positive coming from a negative, from your ancestry, your unconscious, subconscious mind, typically, or your flesh. Seek pleasure, avoid pain. So, address it in three separate ways at three separate times. The thing itself... That it is a thing, habit or addiction, not you. And then last of all, the desire for the thing. So the desire for the cigarette, the desire for the uh, pornography, the desire for the ice cream, whatever it is. So address it all three ways, separately, with tools, with prayer, with the belief profiling, with... um, uh, setting your intention, etc. All right. And um, and that is where I've seen these addictions and habits go from basically uh, 99% relapse, 1% recover, okay, 99% relapse to 70, 80, sometimes 90% recovery and change of habit okay without the near-death experience that we we can't do on demand and you don't even want to try all right so and, and by the way i have a habits and addictions program a brand new one i've been working on for years that you might check out that is for nothing except healing the source and symptom of habits and addictions, all right? But, but I'm not here to get you to buy something. That, I, I, in fact, I think that's the first time I've ever said anything like that on here. But you do need to address it as three things, not one thing, and realize this is not me, and I am not going to take ownership or identify with it as being me. It's a thing in me like dirt on my carpet and I'm going to get it out of my house and life. Okay? So, um, if 70% of all people have a negative habit or addiction that leads to premature death, do you have one? Seven out of ten people do. What would yours be? Or, if you feel like you don't have one, What's the, what's the closest tendency you have to a negative habit or addiction? And how about let's lessen the effect of that in your life even more with positive energy, positive healing, um, not seeing that as who you are and addressing it in a way that will collapse that paradigm so that you can start a new one that's healthy and not a negative habit or addiction. Maybe a positive habit or routine but not one that leads to premature death or unhappiness, um, heartbreak, etc. Illness, disease, until you die, whatever. Okay? So, how about Ridding your life for yourself, your family, your career, everyone you love and care about, of habits and addictions starting this week. We'd love to help. Have a wonderful, blessed day.